Aviation Podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 100, Centennials of Flight, 100 landings, flight hours, and more, coming up in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now, here are your co-hosts, Victoria Zyko, Sean Moody, Eric Crump, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Welcome to this very special episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. This is our 100th episode, and boy, it sure has been a journey. Joining me this evening, I've got quite a few folks that are here to enjoy this episode and, and share with the passion of aviation that we've, we've been sharing with you for, gosh, it's been, let's see, 100 episodes. It was four years now that we've been doing this. I have uh, with us now is uh, Victoria Zyko. Hello, Victoria. Hello. I'm glad you could join us. Also joining us is uh, Larry Overstreet. Larry, welcome. Hello from Milwaukee. And Milwaukee, hello. And Rick Felty, uh, hello huh. from... Uh, hello. I, I thought you said hello from Hawaii, and I was going to be oh. really jealous. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> and uh, another regular host is uh, Sean Moody is joining us this evening. Hello, Sean. Hey. Hey, from Kentucky. Kentucky, and uh, I am joining, I was in New Jersey this morning, drove through an incredible thunderstorm shower on my way to New York, and flew down to Florida, and that's where I am now, and just enjoying the warm weather. It got kind of cool up there. But joining us from a, a cool spot, which I'm not sure is really that cool, I said there's going to be a special guest on today, and uh, that'll be Tom Wachowski from the Private Jet Podcast. Welcome, Tom Wachowski. Hey, everyone. Yes, cool is the word of the day here in Michigan today. It's probably 65 or 68 out, but feels great. Summertime in Michigan. Well, though, if it was, Michigan's a cool state. I love Michigan. If it was that cold here, you know, they'd be wearing those big hats and a down jacket <laughs> and walking around freezing. Well, we are, too. Yeah, oh, you are? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're from, well, you were living in the South, I guess, in the Midwest. Or, that was, uh, that's a big change for you, I guess climate wise yeah. and now it is but it's nice uh you cannot beat summertime in the north that's for sure oh yeah i that, miss all the lakes it's yeah. and the trees the, the trees are amazing up there i love and flying above the trees when they change color mm-hmm. oh that's that's amazing too well welcome tom it's great to have you Thank back you. and uh, tom of course been uh, it was in the 80s when uh in the episode wise when we had tom on to talk about flying a corporate jet tom is still flying a corporate jet and still love an aviation, and there's something about Tom I didn't know is that you were into model aircraft. I, uh, I do fly. Yep, I've got a uh, Cub, a little four-stroke Cub I fly. Well, little's relative, but I think <laughs> it's little. But, uh, yeah, I, I do fly here and there. Wow. And, and it's interesting. I saw one photo where I guess you had a bit of an accident with one. Uh, and we had a midair. Is <laughs> that what it was? Oops. The funny thing was, uh, if you real quick, it was an electric little small cub, and then my four-stroke, and we were just putzing around. And because of the size difference, you don't really get a feel for the speed until you get real close to one another. And uh, so I was going to pass him up, and I gave it. Went from about a quarter throttle to maybe just under half, and ran right into him. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> the funny thing about it was I had elevator and aileron control all the way to the ground, and uh, he cushioned my blow. So I walked away with a bent strut, and uh, he was totaled. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Oh well, and that's expensive, I'm sure, for the even those those mo- they're models, but they're expensive, right? Yes, they add up quick. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure. Well, again, welcome, Tom. It's great to have you here, and uh, it's great to have you back on the microphone. The Private Jet Podcast. We'll uh, we'll put a link to that. Talks about private jets, and uh, and and what is the main topic again? I'll let you introduce it. You no, know, we're all about you know what we talk about on there is is conversations that improve value and reduce risk in business aviation. Because really, I think those are the two things we're all after, even in general aviation, right? You want to get more bang for your buck, and you want to do it as safely as possible. So those are the things we talk about there, which branches out into a million different areas of aviation. It does, and it's excellent. It's uh, You'll learn something on every episode, so I really highly recommend it to Private Jet Podcast. Let's do the pre-flight. Well, anyway, now that we have the introductions uh, out of the way, we'll talk. Uh, we have some announcements. That's right. We have a few announcements. Coming up soon is the Air Venture. If you don't have your tickets now, you should be able to still buy them. But Air Ventures from July 20th to the 26th. This episode obviously is out on the 15th. Uh, we have a couple people from Stuck Mike Avcast that will show up. I'm hoping my employer will let me go, but so far it's not working because July is our really busy month at work. Uh, but we're going to have uh, two people so far that will be there, and that will be Victoria and Larry are both going to be at Sun- at uh, Air Adventure, excuse me, at Oshkosh. So it's going to be exciting to see them. And, and, you know, if you see them, say hi, and uh, and definitely stop by and, and see Victoria because Victoria is going to be there with uh, something or somebody special. Is that correct? Yes, I am going to have book one of Turbo the Flying Dog available, and book two of Turbo the Flying Dog will cool. be available. Turbo will learn to fly, and you guys can all pick it up at Oshkosh. I'm going to be um, working at the Aviation Insurance Resources booth in building A, number 120, um, no, 1120, next to trade a plane. And if you get an insurance quote, you can get $2 off the Turbo book. Awesome. So we'll make sure we stop by there. We'll have a link to that. And I think we can link to the map for your where you guys are located. So we'll do that also. Awesome. So that'd be, that'd be cool. I can't wait to see that. As a matter of fact, Turbo's gone digital, hasn't he? He has. He um, went digital. Uh, this is we're recording on the 1st. He went digital on June 30th. So if you have kids that like to take their um, iPad on road trips and things like that, you can now uh, read Turbo through the Kindle app. Cool. Cool. We'll look forward to that on the Kindle app. I think I'll go get that and be able to show people. That's uh, that's a, it's a really neat book, and I enjoyed it. It uh, I, I love. I just like any kind of picture books because it's easy for me to read, and also <laughs> I, I love the the visualization of of Turbo being there, so happy when he's flying. I think that's the coolest thing. And all this, just, the different gestures in his face are really what get me. I like I like watching Turbo and his photos. His photos you can actually find on a, on the website, right? What's the name of the website? Yep, you can go to turbotheflyingdog.com, um, but his Facebook and Instagrams are updated daily with photos, and they're facebook.com slash turbotheflyingdog and instagram.com slash turbo the flying dog so check him out over there he's he's got some um the recent photos we picked were from a flight we did the other day just taking the glass air around the pattern and turbo is sticking his head out the window and enjoying every minute of it so awesome awesome can't wait to see that and uh i haven't i haven't seen it on the website but i'll take a peek at that the other announcements we have actually that's about it for the announcements we do have i do have one where uh, we're t- we're going to start talking about a hundredth event in your past or in in aviation history. Uh, one thing that that happened to me this past week, and is apropos with all the news that's going on. I actually uh, flew to Havana, Cuba, uh, and I landed there last week, and it was it was pretty cool. 
And what's amazing to me is the fact that, you know, Havana has, has opened up for many other reasons to be able to go to Cuba, or I should say Cuba in general. And we fly to a couple airports down in Cuba. Well, what, what's, what's amazing uh, with Cuba is it, it's just like a lot of other Caribbean countries and, uh, you know, developing nations where their runways are, are very, you know, austere. Let's put it that way. Rustic is another way. They, they, they really have all this equipment around the runways, but the, the, they haven't really maintained it quite as well as, as they could in, in other places. Like you go to an airport in the United States and it's paid nice and smooth, etc. Well, it was funny as I was going down the runway, you could see the different colors where, you know, the cement changed, you know, the blacktop to something else to something else. And, and uh, the taxi was pretty rough. It was also very surreal because you would see airplanes sitting on the side. Like I saw a, a DC-10 just sitting there rotting on the side of the runway. Uh, big, big aircraft. A lot of Russian aircraft, of course. Uh, but it was, it was neat, uh, neat experience to go down there. Uh, the country is beautiful. I've flown over Cuba. You know, I fly over there almost every week, but it never been that low to the ground and, and been able to see the countryside. So uh, they've announced that they're opening relationships with uh, relations, I should say, with Cuba, and we're going to be placing. Uh, now it's going to we're going to have an embassy in Cuba and also a Cuban embassy in the United States. Exciting stuff moving forward. So that'll be that'll be quite interesting. The other neat thing that w- about the flight, which I thought was really cool, is as I'm sitting there. I see an Eastern Airlines 737 land, and I like I'd forgotten that Eastern Airlines started up again, and they painted in the same colors as the old Eastern Airlines uh, from years ago. So I thought that was awesome. It was kind of retro in a retro place, you know, because they have a lot of old cars, etc. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, heading down to Cuba, it's a really, really beautiful country. So and the people are, are super friendly. Did you uh, have the Jackson Brown song playing as you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down to I'm Cuba. Down. <laughs> you know what's interesting though? When we landed, I I was like I thought something happened because people are screaming in the back of the airplane because I I had forgotten that we're bringing all these people that haven't been to Cuba and haven't seen their family in decades. Some of them, mm. and it was just it was that was probably the, the the best part of the whole experience is to be able to watch these people get off the plane and and see people and their relatives <coughs> that haven't seen it forever. So you know, that's history in the making there. You know, well, if, you, that, if you really think about it. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, what we're witnessing is just uh, you know, where you stand, and it's not relevant. But the fact that you did that. I mean, I, did you ever think you'd fly to Cuba? No, no. As a matter of fact, I have a picture. My grandfather worked in Cuba. And I have a picture of my grandfather in Havana. And I was like, I'll never see this. Right. And, uh, um, and here it is. God, that was in, holy smokes, that was over 60 years ago. 65 years ago, that picture was taken. And uh, now here I am uh, back in Cuba. So it was a bit surreal uh, thinking about, gosh, you know, how how far things have come and how far things haven't come. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with it, with their development, et cetera. So it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see see how things develop. That's for sure, and see how aviation affects Cuba because it's uh, it's a big country. It really is a big country, and 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 I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to open up travel. People travel already is open to other people, but uh, for the U.S. citizens, it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, so that was fun. That was a historical event. That wasn't in my top 100, but uh, it was close to it. Now entering cruise flight. And anyway, moving on to our topic uh, this week. And we asked you to write in or call in uh, and talk about 100th, uh, 100th aviation event in your past history or in history in general uh, that you'd like us to talk about here on the Stuck in My Cavcast for the 100th anniversary of our 
uh, of our podcast. And it's amazing that we've actually made it this far. It's been a lot of fun. You know, just sharing the passion of aviation. You can hear in the voices of all the people that are here. Uh, so to, to start us off, though, uh, is actually going to be, uh, we're going to go on a roundtable here. And we have our own list. And also I have a couple people that wrote in. So we're going to do a couple things and make sure, we will make sure we get get to your, uh, to your letters that uh, you sent in with your 100th aviation event. But to start us off, I actually have Victoria talk about an 100th aviation event. So Victoria, go ahead and take it away. Uh, I think I'm going to talk about my 100th landing. Uh, it was actually pattern work. And I think I mentioned this in the 50th episode about how slow my progress was in becoming a private pilot. And it actually kind of made me mad looking back and seeing that, wow, my 100th hour was only this. And um, I didn't get mad this time when I w- looked at my 100th hour or my 100th landing. I, you know, I understood what I went through and what I would do differently and the advice I give others to flying. But my 100th landing was um, just after um, my solo stage check. So I was a stage check before I was ready to go for my first uh, solo flight. Oh, pretty cool. And yeah. uh, does anybody else remember their 100th landing? Rick? Well, I looked at mine, and it, if, if you... If you closed your eyes and listened to me for any time, length of time, you'd probably predict exactly what it was. And a lot like Victoria's, it was um, pattern at Norwood <laughs> in a Cirrus, which is pretty much for what I did a lot of. And I was probably, you know, I, I agree. I, I, I was slow. I was traveling still for work at the time. And as I've talked about, I think I took longer to to get to solo um, and, you know, you, you to, just to move through the process than I would have if I'd, uh, you know, focused more, gone more often and all that. But yeah, I did, I did look that up and it, it, I, I have a couple others I'll touch on later, but I didn't think it was terribly eventful except it was part of the process that got me where I got. So that was mine. And that 100th landing is, is something that normally happens within or before solo so a lot yeah, of times. it was. You know, a lot of people think you're going to solo. 100 landing sounds like a lot, uh, but it's really not. I mean, you got to get that flare down. You know what I, I noticed in looking back through it, and this is probably true, at least the way, because my, um, anyway, it, there were a number of flights that were out to the pattern and out to the uh, practice area to do maneuvering and get it, getting used to the plane. So there were a lot of flights in a row where there was one landing. Um, and then, and then, they, then pattern work kicked in and there was, you know, you'd pick off, a, you know, quite a few every time. So. Uh, I thought that was interesting, just to remember that that's sort of the way it progressed for a while. It was just one landing at a time. <laughs> I mean, it's, all, point, it's, it's, all, it's always one landing at a time, but, <laughs> but for a while it was one landing per flight. You have a point. I was looking at it, and a lot of my landings during all this, I see pattern work, pattern work, pattern work after pattern work entry, and they're all like five to seven landings each <laughs> flight lesson. So. right. right. It does add up quickly, so maybe yeah. I'm not too ashamed that. No, it's, le- it's less. It's it's certainly less than a hundred flights. It's, yeah. You know, it's it's quite a few less. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're listening right now, I mean, don't ever be ashamed of having a lot of landings to learn how to land. I mean, I'm still, you know, we're all trying to perfect our landings, and uh, I'm still trying to perfect my landings. And you know, hundred landings, especially as a student, isn't that many. As a matter of fact, I used to tell my students that they're like, they'd ask, you know, when am I going to get this right? And I said, well, do it a thousand times, and I'm sure you're going to get it right. Just keep going and keep get keep doing more and more landings. And you know, it's interesting. I tried to find the day. I, I attempted a hundred landings in one day. 
and I'm not sure I made it though. Uh, and I, what I did is I lined up all my primary students, and I said, "Okay, we're going to practice landings on this one day." And I tried to do ten landings with each student, and with you know an uncontrolled field, small field, you can do that. And I know I, I went over 50, I went over like 70 something, I think, but I, I don't think I ever made it to 100. But I have to, I couldn't find it, so I don't think I actually accomplished it. But that would be cool to do 100 landings in a day. I, I attempted it, but I don't think I actually made it. You should do it for charity. There's a great idea. That's a <laughs> that's great a idea. idea, Rick. Wow, Rick. That's why we have you yeah. on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the brain. But it reminded me, you were describing a day that was so organized, like a dance marathon or something. Right, yeah. That's And, you know, I, I'd love to do that again. I mean, that was because uh, you can easily do 100 in one day if you keep going around, boom, 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 in the pattern. It's an uncontrolled field and it's not that busy. I definitely can, uh, can remember that. Anybody else have 100th landing? Do they remember their 100th landing? Larry? Yeah, this, yeah, this is Larry. It's, it's funny because my. Um, uh, my notes under my logbook on the hundredth landing say says uh, pattern etc. And there were five landings that day, so exactly in line with what Victoria was saying. The, the entry before that said pattern comma touch and goes. Uh, the one before that said pattern touch and goes. Um, so yeah, you're doing a lot of that stuff about that time. How about you, Sean or Tom? Did you remember your hundredth? Yeah, mine is um, kind of like everybody else. Uh, it's I had soloed, but I didn't have a license yet, and it uh, looks like it was October of 2001, um, and I was up at uh, Georgetown, which is not too far from here, and it uh, looks like I just went up there to do, uh, looks like I got six landings in that day, and I'm sure none of them were all that great. <laughs> <laughs> You walked away from those landings. They were perfect. (laughs) That's true. There you go. So, Tom, do you remember your 100th? You know, I wish I could. I I attempted to uh, locate the logbook, but uh, as you know, Carl, maybe your guests don't, I recently moved, as in about six days ago, and it's in a box somewhere. So (laughs) I have no intel or info on the 100th landing. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Uh, I, uh, you know, it's it's interesting though. I was trying to figure it out, and then I I was bringing. I thought I brought my logbooks back to Florida with me, but I actually locked them away. As a matter of fact, when I was looking into this, uh, I realized I have uh, four logbooks, and uh, one of them's from one online logbook, and the other actually I have five now. One's from another online logbook. So uh, that was a challenge, just going through all the different physical logbooks and then uh, electronic logbooks. So that was a lot of fun. Well, anyway, that that was our our hundredth landing, and I hope if if you're listening, you you can go back in your logbook. Just just do it, you know, just see where your hundredth landing was. It's a lot of fun to go back, and and the memories that I think that you get from actually looking towards your logbook are incredible, and the things that came back to me. As a matter of fact, uh, the next thing that you know I wanted to bring up on the next topic was, you know, the first hundred airports where I've landed, and. Uh, you know, or the first hundred airports where you've landed, and I, I said to myself, boy, this is going to take a while to go through all this. Uh, but then realizing it really, it, it wasn't that bad. And I found my first airport was in, uh, let's see, May 1st, 1989, and my hundredth airport was June 22nd of 2002. So that was a, a pretty long span there. But but you could tell when I looked at my list, I could tell where I was in my training. And, and I was telling my dad this the other day. I said, you know, it's amazing how much I've moved around the country. You know, I started off in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Wyoming Valley Airport. That was the first airport I ever flew out of and soloed. And then I moved back to New Jersey where my family was after I graduated from college. And, 
Uh, my next airport was Marstown. And then I went through all these New Jersey, Pennsylvania airports, Connecticut, uh, Massachusetts. I think it was, was it Barnes is in Massachusetts, I think. And, uh, or is that Connecticut? Yep. Anyway, Barnes, that's Mass. Yeah, Barnes yeah. and New York and those areas. And then, and then from there, I see where I've moved to, I moved to Florida and started doing all my training there. And then uh, I saw all these airports in the Tampa Bay area because that's where I had moved. And, and then I did my, my CFI check right on the, on the east coast of Florida and, and you know, Orlando. I flew a lot in Orlando and that type of area. But well, the, other, the other interesting thing, it brought back a lot of good and bad memories. Uh, you know, I went up to Groton, Connecticut to get my multi-engine rating, and that was wonderful. Uh, I also, you know, after that, started flying for the airlines. And I see all these. My first flight in an airliner was uh, in, let's see, it was May 29th of 2001. And it was my first flight was actually in Waco, Texas, in, uh, <coughs> in a Brasilia aircraft. Uh, and then I, I went, I could see all these different uh, flights throughout Texas and in Louisiana. And then I came back, you know, Victoria, Texas, et cetera. You know, there's an airport named after you, Victoria. There should that. be one in every state. Every state. state. That's true. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting to see how after I was uh, furloughed after 9-11, I went back to Florida, Florida, then back to uh, Texas again. My 100th landing, uh, excuse me, my 100th airport that I landed at was actually the place I started flight instructing at after uh, 9-11. That was in uh, Weiser Air Park in Texas. Uh, outside of Houston, and I was teaching there for quite some time. So that was my 100th airport, was uh, Weiser Air Park from Wilkes-Barre, Wyoming Valley Airport to Weiser Air Park in Texas. Uh, you never know where, where life will bring you. Does anybody else have their 100th airport in that list? Victoria, Larry, anybody Does have Does anyone else have 100 airports? Yeah, I guess that's really the question. Yes, it is. Yeah. Does anybody else have 100 I actually uh, looked to see if I had a hundred one hundred dollar hamburgers or a hundred trips I had blogged about, but I only got to like forty eight fifty. So, um, catch me in four more years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> Tom, I'm sure you probably have. Oh boy, I, I'm sure I do. And that logbook could, if, if, like you were describing, Carl's the tales the logbook will tell you. Uh, so yeah, I, I do have one. I, I would. I might guess is it's out west somewhere, but I couldn't tell you exactly where. Cool. Cool. So that's a uh, hundred airports as far as landings, and uh, you know it's interesting to when you go back and you realize how many little airports uh, there are out there that you've flown to. If you look at go look back at your logbook, if you're listening, just you know find a find a uh, those airports that you you totally forgot about, like things I did, I forgot I landed at certain places like in Easton, Pennsylvania, and. Um, Somebody asked me if I'd been to a certain airport. I said no, and then I realized it's in my logbook. I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember that. I just don't remember landing there. That's the thing. So uh, anyway, so that's that was uh, the first 100 airports that where I've landed. Uh, okay, who's got one next? Let's go. Sean, do you have another 100 list? Yeah, my next one is my 100th flight. Um, it wasn't my 100th hour. Uh, but this one was my – now, if you guys remember, we talked a while back, I think, about kind of our histories and flight training. I had uh, gotten started with mine before college. Uh, didn't finish my private in time to move on to the instrument in college. So by the time I started the fall semester, I had to start the private curriculum all over because that's just the way it worked. So uh, my 100th flight was my second 
first solo cross country because <laughs> um, I had to do that all over again. Yeah, I, I did my solo cross country for the first time again because I had to go in their curriculum. Um, so uh, I went from um, from the Jacksonville, Florida area up to Fernandina Beach, down to St. Augustine, and back to Jacksonville. And um, one thing I do remember is just the the feeling of, and I know Carl, you fly in, in Florida quite a bit. Um, there's nothing like those views down there flying along the coast and along, uh, you know, um, St. Augustine's got a great little spot right there on the coast. There's the river coming in. Um, I don't remember anything particularly notable about that flight, but uh, just the views of, of flying in that part of the country were always fantastic. Right. A hundredth air, I mean, that that's pretty interesting. hundredth flight. I didn't think of, of actually looking at that one, but uh, you mean actual flight, like in other words, a logbook entry, hundredth logbook entry? Right. And now I will say there, I didn't uh, discount anything, so I'm sure there's probably some PCATD time or something like that somewhere in there. Right. I just uh, did a really roundabout, okay, how many flights per page? Okay, this many pages. So eh, I'm just going to go with hundredth flight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. How about you, Larry? Do you remember your hundredth flight? Um, yeah, actually, uh, I fly gliders as well as powered aircraft, as you know. And so I looked at my 100th glider flight, which would also be my 100th glider landing, I suppose. Um, but uh, it, it was it was kind of fun to go back and look at. My, my 99th flight uh, was taking one of my sons uh, for his first glider ride. And my 100th flight was taking my other son for his first glider ride. So we had a good day that day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Some wonderful memories there, I'm sure. In pictures, but uh, how about you, Vic? Do you remember your hundredth flight? I don't remember it, but uh, I have it written down. That's what logbooks are for. Um, my hundredth flight was actually uh, instrument training. I did one point four of simulated instrument, and just funny because, like my hundredth landing was just before my um, uh, solo stage check. Was um, this was my IFR? just before my IFR stage check. And uh, I flew from Pontiac Airport in uh, Michigan to Flint Airport and back. Pontiac, represent. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Pontiac's a, that's a neat place. I've always wanted to to fly in there. haven't flown in there yet. You know, I flew in there. um, That's where I did all my training. And I remember when it was Daimler Chrysler back in the day, there were jets coming and going left and right. Uh, bringing the German employees over. And I remember when I couldn't get it word in edgewise, it was so yeah. busy. And here I am in this little Cessna, just this timid student. And I remember them being like, uh, Cessna student, you're cleared for takeoff because I couldn't get a word in. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, so it was definitely a fun the, airport. Uh, you're right, Victoria. They used to have the variety of airplanes. I mean, I, there were few airports in the country where you'd get the variety of airplanes you got in a Pontiac. Is it, I don't know if it's still like that today. Do you know? It's, um, you know, when I was there um, doing most of my training, there were like seven FBOs. And at the highest, I think there were 10 flight schools. Jeez. So, it, you know, it, was, it could be very crowded. Now, the flight schools have shrunk a lot, but it's still a quite busy airport. But the tower handles it well. They're very nice. And, you know, there's always a variety of things um, when we're there. And the A-10s would do um, their flight practice into there as well. So it would be great to be in the pattern with an A-10. <laughs> oh, cool. Hey, Rick, do you know your 100th or? Sean? Yeah, I do. Oh, what is yeah. it? Yeah, no, it's interesting. I, uh, yeah, because that was, I thought, I thought well, all right, I'll check it, 100th logged flight. And um, 
it was a it was like my I think my third flight up to Nashua, which is uh, not far from here. But it was interesting. It was in uh, May of uh, 2010. It was in a Cirrus. Um, and I went there to have um, lunch with uh, the uncontrolled airspace gang with uh, Jack Hodgson and, and uh, the UCAP gang for a, for a meetup, which cool. was fun. And um, yeah, it was very funny. Every, every time I've gone to Nashua, I've, you know, it's, there's just, you know, there's one runway and, I, and generally the winds are always out of the west. So I've landed the same direction every time. So I have multiple videos of these landings at Nashua that are all pretty much the same. Um, <laughs> Varying degrees of uh, quality of the landing, but um, but yeah, it was fun, and it's a it's a little you know it's a nice little short trip that's not hard to do. You just skirt the Bravo, and uh, um, you get to kind of see Hanscom as you head north uh, off your wing, which is a pretty big place, and uh, that's kind of fun. And uh, yeah, and it was a fun day. I was and we stayed and chatted so long that I had to get the plane back, so flew straight back. I was planning to fly around uh, a little further west and stop off at some other places that day, but I didn't get to so. That was uh, that was my hundredth logged flight. Cool, cool. I'll put a link. I, I happen to have video of these, uh, these some of these events, so I'll put a link in the uh, in the stream here so you can capture that. Awesome. And Sean, do you have your hundredth? Or no? I guess he. Let's see. Uh, who else? Sorry, I, yeah, that's <laughs> my all right. unmute was frozen. I was clicking. I was like, <laughs> unmute, unmute. <laughs> Um, those are all the hundreds I have is my hundredth landing and my, uh, my hundredth log flight. I did look up my hundredth hour and it was just, uh, just pattern work. And I honestly could not remember anything, uh, anything about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all my hundreds. Cool. Cool. Yeah. They, uh, what's interesting, uh, you know, Rick had said he has his hundred, uh, you know, landings and, you know, we talk about the hundredth flight, et cetera. I think, and I'm going to ask you, Rick, do you know if you have a hundred videos? Uh, I'll check while we're talking. I think I do. Yeah, take a I, I, that, you Some a of that's ton. because I've broken them down into pieces. You know, so if I make a flight that's out to an interesting place, you know, like Nantucket, right. usually there's the landing there and then the landing back at Norwood. So often there are two videos per per trip I made generally. So it's not it, – yes, so it's quite likely. I'll check. Cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely do that because we, we should get a link to that because Rick's got all, all these cool aviation videos. Uh, I like to watch them too. Like if I get bored or something, I'll go out and – and remember, you know, flying. I, I've got an, uh, the, one of the other one, 100s I'm going to mention has an interesting reference to someone who used the flight kind of to prep on the approach. For oh, really? Really? Well, actually, we're going to go on to our next one, so why don't you take it away with that? Okay. Well, yeah, so the other one I, I wrote down that I don't think there'll be any others of because it's a and, – and everyone may have their own version of this. It's basically uh, 100 uh, hours um, – in in a, in type basically, oh. and it's my hundredth hour in, a, in the Cirrus, which um, I flew pretty regularly for the pers- first part of my uh, training. Finished up in a uh, in a Cessna, and then had access to a Cirrus to to fly around a bit. Um, and my one hundredth uh, flight was I had just I had flown over this airport a few times, but I wanted to fly up to um, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Pease, Pease Airport. Pease, yeah. Um, yeah, and. Um, it was just a beautiful, you know, those late sort of late day sun, you know, great golden hour stuff. And it was a beautiful afternoon. Um, it involved, I think I got to go, usually going north, you get, you, you can get access depending on the, the winds through, through the uh, Boston Bravo. So I'm pretty sure, as I recall, I got to, to go through the Bravo on the way up, usually not on the way down, um, back on the way back to Norwood. Um, but 
it was pretty and I had not landed at that airport. And, and of course, it's uh, it's just, you know, it's one of those we've all been in them that we, in a little, you know, GA plane, the, just giant runway. I think it's 11,000 feet runway there. And um, I just love how, how those runway how those runways swa- kind of swallow up the little planes. You know, mm-hmm. you just keep going and going and going and it's getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> and um, and anyway, it was a beautiful night and it was a blast to go in there and um it was it was just very pretty. It, that video is quite pretty to look at because it's right by the coast. There's a little lake right near the airport. The runway is great. It's just very pretty, and the, you know, I, I enjoyed that flight a lot. Um, and yeah, I was rereading the notes and a couple comments on YouTube. Um, there, there's a, a pilot who had I, I can't find. I'm not going to go find it now because I'll I'll have to stall too long to get back to it. But basically said, you know, he was going to fly a pretty big plane in there a few weeks later and happened upon my video and, and watched it a bunch of times just to get a sense of the sight picture. Cause he'd never flown in there. And that was pretty cool. And that, you know, that's, awesome. that's not necessarily why, why I did the videos. Cause I did them just cause I thought it was fun to do. And I like to edit videos, but, but it ended up, you know, for me, if I was going to go somewhere, I often would look up, you know, are there any other approaches to this airport I can take a look at? And, uh, so hopefully I, you know, provided those for somebody. So yeah, that was, that was my 100th Cirrus, hour well that's cool 100 hours in type i didn't think of that one that was creative i wish i thought of that Thank one. You. darn um but when you don't have a lot of hours you start to look for all the 100 you can get to <laughs> i understand that <laughs> how about 100 bounces yeah could, oh yeah definitely. <laughs> that good. I, I could do that in one day for sure <laughs> as an instructor you see a lot of those that's for sure oh yeah but uh well, that's cool did anybody else figure that out you know with the hundred, no, I. I think mine would all be in the Cessna because I did um, all my private and instrument work. So, definitely a Cessna one seventy two for me was my first to hit a hundred. Cool. You know, I was looking for a hundred different airplanes I've flown, and actually, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator didn't count, so I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't actually count the hundred. But oh, it's been a few. Uh, Tom, you've have you flown a hundred so far? A hundred types. Types of airplanes, yeah. No, far from it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but I think back to the hundredth flight, and I think uh, uh, that was definitely earning the multi-engine rating. Right. Uh, and that, yeah. So. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's cool. That Rick, that was awesome because you can see how you know what you do on social media, or what anybody does really is it, it affects other people, and I think that that helped this person out. So that's that's pretty yeah. cool stuff. It was, yeah, it was cool. That was awesome. Hey, you know, guys, on, on the hundreds, I better pause before we run out of time. There's three things, uh, three emails I have to get to uh, from users about their hundreds, so from listeners, excuse me. Uh, so let me do those, and then we'll get back to our own hundreds. So I just want to make sure we get them in there because it's really important that we have the, the listener emails. And uh, actually, the first one is it's, it's a lead-in from what Rick had said about going up to Nashua. Because I think, Rick, you had met Len Costa uh, who started the Stuck My Gavcast oh, in, yeah. in Nashua. Is that correct? Yeah, at a, at a UCAP meetup, I think, was the first time we met at the little diner there at uh, Nashua. Yeah, what's the name of that diner? I can't remember now. But, uh, uh, I have to, I'll look. <laughs> but, but from that meeting, uh, I guess you, the two of you really started the conversation, right, about Stuck My Gavcast? And yeah, I think he, um, he was putting something together, and he started to corral a few of us. And uh, yeah, we had we had some early conversations about it, and then I think at the same time he was talking to to you and to Victoria too, right? Right. Yeah. And then he started saying, "Hey, listen, you know, I like your expert aviator, you know, blog. Can we use it on the stuff my guy's like, sure." And uh, and then he talked to Victoria. He says, "Oh, I have another, you know, lady's going to come on." I was like, "Oh, cool." 
So, uh, and the sassy little redhead is what, she, what he called you when I first, <laughs> first was introduced. I was like, and this was apropos, actually. So <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, what, it was great just, just being able to meet everybody, almost everybody at, the, at Frederick when we first started. And it's really, really grown into something really exciting. But my other mystery guest, and, and this almost will happen, and we were really trying to make it happen, but he couldn't make it on, was Len Costa, actually, uh, was in the United States, and uh, he was going to be able to get on because, you know, he didn't have good internet connection. But he just sent me a message, uh, and he wanted me to let everybody know, congratulations and and best wishes to everybody. And uh, he really appreciates uh, the fact that what he started with Stuck Mike has, has actually continued on. Uh, even even uh, it's lived out his life as far as in in the podcasting <laughs> world. <laughs> well, who knows? You know, it might, yeah. Len might be back in the podcasting world in aviation. You never know with Len. It might might come full circle. But but for the for an update on Len, he's still doing some traveling. He's having a lot of fun, loving life. Last time I talked to him, he says it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, he still still has a love of aviation, but. Uh, but he likes likes the perspective he has now, especially uh, some of the photos. And uh, speaking of aviation, of the ballooning he did, that was just absolutely wonderful. So that was that was pretty cool. So thanks, Len, uh, for that message. Uh, also, uh, let's get to some of that. We have two other emails from uh, listeners talking about the hundredth episode, and this one comes in from Russ Roslowski, who uh, who actually he was on one of our episodes, CFI Russ. Uh, says, hey all, uh, you're talking about your 100th episode and your 100th somethings. Got me looking through my own logbook. I found a couple of neat things. My 100th logbook entry was also my first to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Nice. That was cool. He continues, I ended up going several more times with friends and family. Neat place to see. My 100th landing... This took some time to figure out, as Carl mentioned on episode 99, was Jenkins, Delaware, 1-5 November, 1-5 November. A little grass runway mostly used for crop dusters. I remember this well because I was on a flight to land at a public-use airport, at, at all, excuse me, on a flight where, where you could land at all the public-use airports in Delaware. With only 10 of them, I didn't take that long. <laughs> was, <laughs> wow, that's it, there's 10. Nice. Probably, and, 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 but it was a lot of fun. This airport in particular was exciting. The runways all have trees at both ends, and grass wasn't well mowed, and it was hot summer day with no wind. We made it off, but not by a whole lot. Uh, it's amazing. He goes on to say, it's amazing what you can remember looking through your logbook. Congratulations on episode 100. Well, thanks, Russ. I appreciate that. Uh, that's pretty cool. As a matter of fact, that's uh, Delaware is the only in the 48 states I haven't landed in. Maybe I need to get with Russ and go fly in there sometime. Uh, that would be really cool. That's one of the states I definitely want to go go land in. That's probably why, because there's not that many airports there. There's only 10 public-use airports. have to get around there. Thanks a lot, Russ. The next person that uh, has written in is Antoine, and uh, he says, Dear co-host, you asked to send us your 100th milestone or 100th episode for the 100th episode. As I just did the math in my logbook, I noticed I had achieved my 100th pilot in command hour. It's a big step for me, as it means I have the experience required to pass my IASA commercial. For the moment, I'm working on my instrument, and it's totally awesome and so much fun. A huge congratulatory applause for your 100th episode. You really deserve it. Your podcast is awesome, and you guys and gals 
are really great people. Looking forward to 100 more podcasts. That's Antoine from Switzerland. Thanks, Antoine. I appreciate that. And we hopefully will make it to, to the next 100 episodes. Uh, there's a lot to talk about in general aviation, and, and uh, we truly love hearing from people that are passionate. So keep the letters coming in. So uh, that was, those, are, those are pretty interesting hundreds. Uh, quick, 100th quick, PIC. Quick bit of follow-up. Midfield Cafe. Mm-hmm. And, Midfield. The, and I wanted to say the pilot was a guy who blogs a lot called Ask Captain Scott. Do you know that name? Ask Captain Scott. Just says, hey, for, for just after I posted the, the landing, hey, Rick, I watched the video to get a better look at the airport and surrounding terrain. I brought the 747-400 in here last night. Your multi-cam video really helped me get a good idea of what to expect. Thanks. Wow. Oh, that's <laughs> very nice. Yes, yeah, so there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> that's I, I, I have a feeling the site picture was slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> but still. Yeah, like 50 feet high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Higher than when you so, so thanks a lot, Rick. Uh, I, I rammed the nose wheel into the ground and destroyed the plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty cool. That's a that's a long runway. I mean, that the seven forty seven would be be uh, getting in there pretty good, yeah. pretty easily. But gosh, yeah, oh, I went. I was like uh, forever. I wonder if he took a video. Ask him if he took a video. I will. That'd be sure. cool. Maybe he did, or maybe he can't. Well, I totally put them like screen share, like side by side, and compare them. <laughs> that's true. Anyway. Cool. But awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for all those emails and uh, keep them coming in. I know there's a couple of ones we didn't, uh, uh, may have been lost in the in the shuffle here, but uh, thanks for your 100th. And, and I challenge you guys to keep looking at, at your 100th and seeing what, what aviation event, et cetera. You can look back in, in your past and take a look there. But uh, anyway, continuing on, I think with our 100th, uh, we had Rick. Uh, also, Sean, did you have a 100th that you wanted to mention other than the ones that we've, we've put in so far? That was it for me. That's it. Okay. And who else? Let's see. Tom, did you have a hundredth that you want to add to that? Or Larry? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I've got two that I'll throw in. I, I mentioned my hundredth glider flight uh, earlier, so I have to talk about my hundredth uh, powered flight. Um, and that was back in 1990 in an Archer going from Siloam Springs, Arkansas, uh, up to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then back to Siloam Springs. And what my notes are from that was um, uh, really kind of benign, you know, just two night landings. And, you know, I don't know if there was anybody else with me or not, but um, it was, uh, it, again, brings back memories to think about, you know, oh, I remember that Archer that I used to fly at that airport. Um, and then there's uh, my hundredth power hour, uh, which happened in uh, 1989. Um going from Siloam Springs, where I was based in Northwest Arkansas, uh, to Lawrence, Kansas. And what had happened, this was over a weekend, what had happened earlier, uh, probably on Friday and Sunday or something, but what I, what I had done was gone up to Lawrence and picked up uh, my friend Joe um, and brought him down to uh, visit with our family. He was my best man at my wedding, um, and we still keep in touch to this day. And then on the return trip, which was actually the 100th flight, uh, I took along my friend Jeff to be a uh, uh, safety pilot. And on the way back, I think I heard somebody else mention that they were working on their instrument rating. I was doing the same thing. So I had, you know, Jeff was my safety pilot and uh, uh, we dropped Joe off. And then on the way back, we did some, you know, some hood work and some um, uh, just attitude flying and that kind of thing. Oh, cool. I like that you said 
the power hour. Power hour. It made yeah. me think of Larry's power hour. <laughs> as, as opposed to the, you know, the glider hour, or the yeah. sink hour or whatever. <laughs> Larry Overstreet's power hour. That's pretty cool. <laughs> powered flight hour, maybe. Powered flight. Gosh. Yeah. I think we're all, all of ours are probably all powered flight. You know, our first hundred hours, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, my glider flights didn't come till, till much later on. Vic, you said you had a couple more hundreds. I've got a few fun ones. Um, I have a co-pilot in life, my husband, Bob. We do a lot of flying together. Um, Our 100th flight together was to WV62 Windwood Fly-In Resort in West Virginia. Oh, cool. So we we did an overnight there, a quick little weekend. Um, That's on my blog. If you go under flying trips, you can see, talk about all that we did in the Windwood Fly-In Resort. And then I went to look at my uh, 100th cross-country hour, which was also with Bob. And this was a day that there were storms up and down the whole East Coast. Um, and we were trying to get to Florida for a shuttle launch. It was the second-to-last shuttle launch. We had to stop in Marion, South Carolina, and wait some storms out. As soon as the storms passed, we took off and left and uh, ended up landing in Tifton, Georgia, because... Once again, storms were blocking us from getting to Florida. So we ended up spending the night, and the next morning we rushed to Florida to uh, go to the launch that eventually was scrubbed. So big, long flight with some disappointments there. Um, And then I also blog about a lot of my flights and everything I do related to aviation. And my 100th blog post on uh, thepixiepilot.com, it used to be the Toria Flies, uh, was a very humid, gross, hot day. The headset was sticking to my head, and I was complaining about how uncomfortable it was. And what made it all better was every time I landed and taxied to take off again, there was a little boy watching on his mother's lap, maybe three years old, and he would wave to me enthusiastically while still trying to plug his ears because the plane was loud to him. <laughs> That's cute. So that was my 100th blog post. Great. Awesome. Awesome. You know, the, uh, the 100th blog post, gosh, I, w- I wish I had thought about that one, but... Uh, I think I'm up to like 200 and something on Expert Aviator, and I really, I wish I went back there. But you know, it's interesting. You go back and and you th- you, what what happens when you do your hundredth? You look at and this is anybody who's any listener should do this is go back and look at your hundredth, whatever it is, and relive that. And I think it brings back the joy of aviation when I do that. You know, because I do. I I I used to dream about flying airplanes, and it would put me to sleep. And actually, I still do that. You know, I I dream about flying a little 172 and and my different adventures i've had with friends and it really it's very nostalgic for me to to go back and and do that so that's that's pretty cool stuff uh vic did you have any more hundreds besides that um let's see i have yeah just a few um we funded turbo the flying dog from kickstarter so our 100th backer for kickstarter was joe fox so shout out to joe fox um he's a fellow pilot um, speaking of Turbo, he is closing in on his 100th hour, so we're going to have to do something very special there. I counted last night to see if he hit it. He's at 80.7 hours in his dog book. And uh, my 100th... Right, turbo. Yeah, Turbo. Um, then my 100th retract hour. This is kind of funny. I see a theme. You know, my 100th landing was just before a solo stage check, and my 100th 
hour was just before an instrument stage check, while my 100th hour flying an RG aircraft was just before I earned my commercial rating the day before. So those are my hundreds. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. The, uh, you know, it's interesting just listening to that. I just got so excited listening to all that. And, and, and there's another thing I just remembered, or actually Tom Wachowski reminded me of this. Thank you, Tom. Is, um, you know, not only do we have our own, uh, the only, the things that we do, but things that, that affect other people, which I think is really exciting. And one of the things that I'm involved with is the FA wings program. And, uh, actually it, it I, Act, this happened actually a couple of years ago, but I did my my hundredth seminar for the FAA safety program. Uh, that was a couple couple years back, and I, I still remember. It was like, wow, this is so cool. Uh, and in the safety program, we have a thing called wings, and uh, that where you can gain your wings, you, you know, your basic, advanced, and master wings. And by signing people off, etc., I was able to do quite a few over a hundred. Uh, wings that I've been able to sign off. The other thing too is the one thing I love to do is, is giving away wings to the young children that come on to flights and or people that just act like children, and uh, they want their <laughs> they want their wings. So I'll give them the little wings and stick them on them. It's it's pretty cool. And we have wings at uh, at Polk State College also uh, that will stick on people. So that's I've, I've done well over a hundred of those, and that it's so much fun to to watch somebody wearing those wings. Um, you know, we kind of running out of time here, but I, I do want to mention a couple more things as far as hundreds. We never talked about 100 uh, aviation events in history, and there is one I want to mention. That's the 100th anniversary of scheduled flight, and that was Tony Janus, and that was uh, 2014, January, uh, where it was the 100th uh, anniversary of scheduled flight. And from that came the Tony Janus Award. And uh, if you're visiting the Tampa-St. Petersburg area, let me know, first of all, uh, Albert Witted Airport, which is not far from where I live, they have a museum, and they have a poster, or, well, it's a mural, really, it covers a wall, of the 100th anniversary of, of scheduled flight and the history of all the different airlines. It's really cool to, to look at, and I'll have a link to the website. But that's, uh, that was one historical event that, uh, that I had that I wanted to bring up. Does anybody else have any history events that they want to listen, list here? 100th of anything? 100th uh, flight, uh, powered flight, etc. 100th balloon flight, etc. Uh, but if you do have those, write them in to us. I know we we've we've already we're recording this hundredth anniversary, you know, and hundredth show. But I'd love to hear more about your hundredth. Uh, I'd love to hear more about that. Uh, that's for sure. The other thing too is that uh, I know we've we've gone through all these hundreds, and they're all milestones in our lives. I'd love you, you know, to go back and reflect on your life and your flying career, and 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 you know, when we all the co-hosts here, when we leave. Uh, this podcast, we I do, and I know some other folks do because I get texts afterwards and saying, you know, that was really cool because it made me remember this, it made me remember that. So by doing this, we, we really do relive our history of flying, and, and it also makes us realize how far we've come from where we were when we were just neophytes and, and we just began flying. And now, oh, no, we're a commercial pilot, we're an instrument pilot, we have our private pilot license, we have our glider rating, our tailwheel, et cetera. So that, that's pretty cool. I think that, that's an awesome thing to do, and I th- I'd encourage everybody to look back there. As a matter of fact, um, on, on the 100th episode, and I, I didn't mention this before, and I wanted to mention it now, one of the things I would love to come up with, and I'd like your input and all the other uh, people that are here on the podcast and, and the co-hosts, et cetera, is I would like to put a list together of 100 things that we can do to promote aviation. 
uh, promote it amongst our friends, etc. You know, one of one of the things that I I obviously will mention is, is podcasts, listening to podcasts. So so let us know what those. Give us a list. Give us as many as you can at, and just go to the contacts page and send it to us. I'd really really appreciate that. And you know, because we need to promote aviation. There's not as many people getting their license. It's starting to uh, an uptick a little bit, uh, but we need the young people to get into aviation, and we need to know ways that we can make it. You know, first of all, more affordable. But but also more palatable, you know, uh, and and make it interesting to those people that uh, that are young and that want to to get into aviation or have thought about it that type of thing. Uh, so I'd really appreciate that. Well, guys, you know, is there, is there any other hundredths that I have in the in the the uh, field here? I think Larry and Tom and Sean and and Rick and Victoria, we've all we've all gone through our hundredths. But is there any other hundredth that I've forgotten? No takers. So that's. <laughs> Silence is dead thing, <laughs> but there's it's interesting, you know how when when we came up with this list, and I know I'm going to do this now, is I'm going to go back through my last hundred uh, flights that I did, and just quick because I'm using one of those electronic logbooks now, and just see where where I was a hundred flights ago and where I am now, and do I feel like I've advanced at all? Do I do better landings? Do I do worse landings? That kind of thing, and think about my my career in aviation. Our picks of the week. Yeah, there's one last hundredth that we have, and this is a really cool project that we put together. You know, we always have a pick of the week. We're not going to do a pick of the week because of this. We do have our picks of the week listed on the on the website, and thanks to somebody mentioning that, I think it's a great idea. If you go to stuckmikeavcast.com, picks of the week, we actually now have a hundred picks of the week on that page. We just finished putting a hundred on there. So check that out. The picks of the week and the pick of the week this week is that hundredth pick of the week the after landing checklist well guys i really appreciate you you coming by and, and larry and victoria and our special guest tom wachowski and sean moody and, and rick felty it, it's been been a pleasure actually for me to to share my passion for aviation with all of you and i've learned so much from each and every one of you and it really just by the interaction with the our hosts here it, it's made my life so much better, and, and that's truly one of the reasons that we do this, is, is to enhance our lives uh, through aviation and our passion for aviation. We all have things in life that we love to do, and it's just so wonderful to share something that's so special like this, aviation. So I do appreciate that, uh, and all you, you uh, the co-hosts here on the Stuck Mike Avcast. Well, folks, if, if you could, do do me a favor. Send, uh, send me an email with... Uh, just an, an idea. It could be one. It could be 100 ideas. And we're going to try to come up with a list of 100 things we can do to promote aviation. And for the next generation and the current generation, how to get them back involved. It could be a website. It could be a link to anything that is aviation-related, something like uh, the Rusty Pilots Program, etc. Joining AOPA, joining EAA. I'd, I'd love to hear from you. And, you know, we really appreciate your listening, and we would love to hear more feedback from you. And you know what? Hopefully, we'll... We'll be uh, talking again at, at episode 200. I, I think we'll make it that far. Well, folks, again, uh, appreciate you listening, and, and we'll talk to you next episode. And uh, really love the emails. Keep them coming. Fly safe and enjoy your next 100 flights.
You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.